Coaches and athletes are often driven by an unquenchable thirst to push the limits of what is achievable. Can we win more games, throw farther, jump higher, run faster? But what if the goal is not to pursue limits, but rather to live in a state where limits are irrelevant? Is it possible that the current emphasis in sports on being the best and outperforming the competition is inferior to what could be experienced? We believe the answer is a resounding yes. As believers, we are designed to recognize and respond to God's activity in our lives. What if there is an entirely different way to interact with God's presence while competing? Can we recognize and respond to God in real time on the court or field? The Created to Be podcast will interview coaches, athletes, and FCA staff to discuss the ways they see God and interact with His activity in their day-to-day lives. The point is that God didn't create coaches and athletes to do. He created them to be. Welcome to the Created to Be podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Pigott, and I'm joined once again by Jeremiah Pierce. Hey, yeah. Jeremiah. What's up, y'all? <laughs> We're glad that you're back with us just to continue this conversation about how God forms us, and He does so through as we share. It's really incredible that not only are we, kind of as you share your experience with, with the Lord, you're kind of, lear- at least for me, I'm like learning as I'm sharing, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's really helpful to build me up and to continue to grow as who I am in Christ, but then also it builds other people up. So we're thankful for your story and that you would share in the last episode. So we're going to shift a little bit to a different topic, but still on this idea of how God forms us into his image, and that's through scripture reading. And so we're not necessarily talking a ton about the process of scripture reading. There's a lot of different ways that people can encounter um, or or approach, I should say, uh, you know, reading scripture. And so we're not necessarily talking about that, but more how we experience Jesus in that. And for me personally, and this is kind of the route we're going to go, is just that more in terms of revelation knowledge. So that's a term where it's really something that's happening as we're reading because the Bible is living and active. It's it's doing something to us, even if we don't realize that it is. And it's because we're having an experience oftentimes with this living word that's deeper than words can communicate. Mm-hmm. And so you'll find yourself as you read, because the spirit of God is working, that you'll begin to like understand certain things that maybe like you just wouldn't have just known. Right. Yeah. Um, so you're reading, reading along, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit shows you like, this is you. And you're like, I didn't even know that could be me. <laughs> and so that's, it's a process of kind of like this light bulb turning on, on the inside. And it can happen in your mind, but it can happen in your heart. And sometimes it's hard to put into words, um, but it's kind of that like, just, you know, because you know. And so we're going to talk about, um, you know, what does it look like for you to encounter Jesus while you read the Bible. And this can definitely include any kind of approaches that you have to scripture, but just wanted to give kind of a picture to people listening, what that might look like for you. Yeah. So um, usually like I'll read and it will start off just, you know, like a normal read. And, but uh, usually I think the difference is because sometimes I I don't get a revelation and Mm -hmm. sometimes I do, Mm -hmm. but it's usually the times I get a revelation is because I was seeking for something. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we think, let's just read the Bible checklist. Boom. Mm -hmm. And in those moments for me personally, Mm -hmm. I I may or may not get a revelation, Mm -hmm. but those moments when I like intentionally seek something, 
God will show me something out of the ordinary. So, um, and, and it, it will be like a scripture that I've read and heard all of my life. Mm-hmm. Like it would be like, you know, the Lord's my shepherd mm-hmm. and that simple scripture, I would get some revelation from out of the blue. And I'm like, God, what in the world? And it was like, I remember one time I was studying, um, because I had to preach one time. So yeah. I was studying and, um, it was a scripture. I, I can't even remember the scripture. But my mouth dropped because of the in-depth, like, understanding and revelation I had got that was higher. And so what I've learned is, like like you were saying, revelation, it's something that you can't just get from reading. You have mm-hmm. to, like, God has to whisper this to you. It has to be like like the um, the moment when God acts like um, Peter. Mm-hmm. He was like, who do, you, who do you say I am? Mm-hmm. And he was revealed in that moment, like a higher revealing because mm-hmm. Jesus hadn't said it yet. Right. So it was like a God give, like, hey, you're son of man. And so mm-hmm. um, it was one of those moments where it was like, man, that's crazy. So um, usually it's when I'm intentionally seeking, like, God, I want to see something um, that he shows because, like, if you knock the door shall be open. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's when you when you intentionally seek something, that's when you get that higher revelation that's like insane that blows your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it um just as you were talking, like it's it's like a posture of our heart as that yeah. is the posture that we approach the word with. Yeah. So if we come and we're like you said, like if we're just like, you know, I'm doing this Bible reading plan and I'm just gonna read it. I'm not <laughs> saying that that's not going to do anything because I believe the word of God it is living and active. Yes. And so whether your heart posture is good, bad, ugly, whatever, he's still going to work. Like he's always pursuing us. But when we come and like really, at least for me and experience him in this way that it's like undeniable, like what just happened? I couldn't have known this without him being here with me. It's when I'm coming with that posture of humility and like a learning posture, Yeah, you know, like I don't know everything. There's no possible way I can know everything that there is to know. Paul says we can't know the height, the depth, the love of God. Like it's so vast. And so keeping that mindset as we approach the scriptures is also super, it's just super important. Um, So are there any specific practices that you have to help you notice his revelation? Like sometimes we might practice quiet. A lot of times people use that term quiet time. And if you know, you don't know what that term means. And you hear that as you, maybe you're a new believer or you're, you know, exploring what does this mean to walk with the Lord? Um, a quiet time people are generally saying is a time that they set aside to get in the scriptures mm-hmm. or into journal or things like that and pray. Um, so, you know, we have quiet or maybe reading out loud, journaling, any of these things or others that, um, you particularly like to practice that really helps you get really in that heart posture to hear from him. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm a musician, so I love music. Mm-hmm. Now, my wife, Shay, she's like quiet. She doesn't want anything going. Mm-hmm. But me, I need like an instrumental or like a worship instrumental or something going in the background because I think that's a lot of times when I receive the most mm-hmm. in those quiet moments. I don't know. It's just maybe I'm just a, you know, a hyper person or something, but I, I don't like quiet like that. Yeah. <laughs> I will fall asleep. Yeah. So, um, in those moments when I usually try to get to myself or, um, me lately, uh, I write music. So what I do is I'll get in the studio and like, I'll be just doing songs, making music and like reading my scripture. Mm-hmm. And he'll often drop stuff th- during that time for oh, me too. So, cool. so I found him to like give us revelation and understanding in every single moment. Yeah. Like even when I was, um, competing, like, mm-hmm. um, when in 2020, 
21 or 22, um, I was at a meet and, um, I had competed and I, the, the week before, and I tell you, my practice was amazing. Like I was going in, it was like amazing. So I was like, Oh, this is going to be an amazing meet for me. Um, I came to the meet, trashed it. It was terrible. Um, and I was like, when I tell you, I was so upset, like, I'm like, man, I had practiced so much. And I was frustrated with God at that moment. Um, but I, I always put on my my um, throwing shoes scriptures. I put two scriptures. Um, one was uh, uh, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. And then the other one was Jeremiah, 20, Jeremiah 29.11, for I know the plans, right? So those are like my big ones. I love those because either way, you know, like I can do everything and God knows before it happens. So those two are just like, uh, reassurance. Yeah. So, um, after I competed well, I'm just sit, uh, c- competed terrible. I'm sitting in my chair and I'm got my head down. And then this ref who was, you know, doing the event, she came to me and she said, I love your shoes. Mm. And I don't know, in that moment, God like spoke to me that it doesn't matter about your performance. Like mm-hmm. my love isn't based off your performance. Mm-hmm. He still used me in a way to let my light shine. And I'm just sitting on like, God, I don't want my light to shine right now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't want that to happen right now. But it was still a moment that spoke to me like your your purpose is farther than what you throw. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was that was kind of cool. I didn't mean to do that, but that was kind of <laughs> cool. Um, it's farther than what than what you see or what you're right. doing. Um, so in that moment, he spoke to me. And um, there was a whole nother shebang that happened when I got home. It was crazy. But, um, yeah, so I think he gives me uh, revelations in different moments. Um, sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes it's uh, during music. Sometimes it's during what I love to do mm-hmm. is where he speaks to me mm-hmm. the most. I think if we ever um, try to do what we love, God can turn that into a moment of intimacy for us. Like me driving in the car, I listen to music and it's like he's downloading. I'm praying and it's mm-hmm. just I see things and I hear things that I wouldn't normally hear just that time um, of intimacy. So I feel like it can be in any moment for anybody. It's just are you willing to like, you know, hear it and, and, and um, dive into it? Yeah, So, so good. Yeah. And I think that I hope that people are hearing, like, if there's any boxes that they've put around God, like, shatter those (laughs) things. Like, (laughs) we, that He is in all, like, scripture says this, that Jesus through, it's in Jesus that everything was created and made by Him and lives and breathes through Him. So we can see Him everywhere and anywhere. And I, I remember, and this, this is not an interview for me, but just in, in thinking about how that ref came to you, you know, there's, there was a time in my life where God was restoring this passion for long distance running for me. And I remember when he spoke to my heart and said, don't take your watch. And I was like, what? I have to go (laughs) run without measuring? (laughs) Like I can't do this. And so just this idea of like, I feel like there was so much like this world that God wanted to open my eyes up to, but my eyes were so focused on measurement that because my eyes were focused there, I couldn't see these other things. And so I do think that obviously as athletes, we, you know, you have to compete, you have to perform, but I think that the, depending on where your focus is, there could maybe be an outcome where you're experiencing the presence of God and you're still performing at the same time, yeah. but you're like free, you know, cause yeah. you're not so focused on the result. And so anyway, um, so what's one of your favorite things, if you have something else that you haven't already said, um, that he has taught you as you read, like a revelation that uh, was like kind of mind blowing to you. Um, I think as I've grown, grown like in my faith, me learning that he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Because at first, my opinion of him was 
we're down here. Mm-hmm. He's up there. Mm-hmm. And we have to do something to get up there. Mm. So that's kind of my perception of him at first. I'm like, man, this guy here, I have to get to him and, and encounter him one day. I'll see him one day. Right. And, but he talks to us in scripture that we see him now. We can talk to him now. Mm-hmm. Like eternal life is not heaven. It's now. It's mm-hmm. knowing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's one of the biggest things that changed my perception of him because like my passion, like my passion is for young youth, right? Mm-hmm. And young men specifically. I want to see them to, I guess, encounter God in the way that I get to now mm-hmm. because I didn't know at first. Right. Um, but now it's like, hey, God's here with you, bro. He cares about, you know, what you went through. He cares about heartbreak. He cares about how you feel. He cares about your opinions. Mm-hmm. Like we often hear like, don't question God. But I think God wants us to question him, mm-hmm. not who he is, but like, right. In certain situations, like, hey, what does this mean? So um, I think that's the biggest revelation that changed my mind and my life. Um, just knowing that, hey, he cares about every single aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Like there was times where I'm like, man, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. And um, I would often like not talk to God about it because I thought, hey, that's out of his radar. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't care about that. He's got the world to take right. care of. <laughs> um, but then I realized like, hey. He he wants to take care of me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of that revelation that turned me. And then um, just understanding that every time I speak to him and I talk to him, he's willing to respond to me. That's so good. Um, because there's moments where I'm like, I felt like God wasn't speaking to me, but mm-hmm. oftentimes it, I wasn't listening. Right. Um, and we often find ourselves talking like, you know, have you ever like seen the movie or, you know, where just like you're talking to this therapist, the therapist doesn't say a word, but the person's going in, right. they end up solving the problem and they're like, thanks, bye. Yeah. And so we oftentimes do God like that. But oftentimes that person that left the therapist, it kind of was solved, but you got to have this cycle again right. where you encounter something else. And it's like, you, you never get anything changed or That's fixed. So yeah. And so um, those moments when I can go in and like, I can talk to him and I wait. Yeah. And he talked to me and that's when I actually see a change. Yeah. Um, so knowing that he's close to me and when I ask him a question, he's willing to answer because like he's my father. So right. that's what he wants to do. So, yeah, I think that's what changed me. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. So a few things um, like scripture, I would encourage those who are listening to read yeah. the Bible. Please, please <laughs> get in scripture because here's the thing whenever. But what we should do when we read scripture is that we should humbly be able to admit when there's a discrepancy of what we're living and experiencing in life doesn't match what we read about in scripture. Like if we're not experiencing Jesus, the way that we see him interacting, say, if you want to read in John, that's a great place to start. And you can see how he responds to people and what he does and how he reveals the father's nature through that book. Then you can start questioning like, well, if he responds to that, like that means I'm, that means you're supposed to experience him like that. Or even in the book of Acts, after Jesus has ascended, now the disciples are filled with power and they're going out. So as a believer, I've had to ask myself those questions. Well, why am I not experiencing this? And because the scripture tells us it, it, it reveals all of that on the surface level. And then when you join with the spirit as you read, then the Holy Spirit gets even more specific as to maybe why you're not experiencing that as you engage in this conversation. And so I love what you said about listening because in Isaiah, it talks about God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts, but it doesn't mean (laughs) that we can't know his thoughts. Right. It means that we have to receive his thoughts from him and take the time to listen 
get his perspective. And that's why you're leaving changed is because you're actually, he has done something supernatural by changing the way you actually perceive life and how you see. And so, um, anyway, so many rich things in what Jeremiah shared. We're going to finish up our conversation with Jeremiah after a short break. Living out your faith in college can be a challenge, let alone in your sport. But it doesn't have to be. Come join FCA in the Crane Theater Room in the Shower Field House on Monday nights at 8 p.m. to fellowship with other athletes and encounter God together. We look forward to seeing you there. Jeremiah, we're going to finish this conversation just by asking what you're currently reading in Scripture right now and what God is teaching you. So, yeah, so I'm a person that has a short attention span <laughs> now. So I, I like to jump around. Uh-huh. Um, and so I've kind of been in Romans mm-hmm. um, because Romans is talking about like basically living a life and you're not perfect, but you're understanding that God is a perfect God. So you're learning how to to be more like him. And it's showing I mean, it's just crazy. Like mm-hmm. um, it's showing like, hey. Yes, you're not perfect, but I'm changing you and I'm molding you. Mm-hmm. So let me do it. And mm-hmm. so, um, particularly I read Romans 12 today, just how you being a living sacrifice and, and like understanding, like there's things that God has done for us. So just our reasonable response to it should be like, Hey, I want to give my life to you because you gave your life mm-hmm. like a physical death for my life so I can live. You know, so um, it's cool that I get to be a living sacrifice. And it also talks about like not conforming. Mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of things we see in this world, like there's so many things. And uh, like, let's be real, like 75% of it is like, yeah, that's not what we're supposed to do. Right. <laughs> uh, so um, just me even going, growing up in college and, and learning more, you, you experience a lot of things in college, mm-hmm. um, in athletics, in academics, and just social life. Um you see a lot of everything. Um, I think that's one of the, the good things about college too. You get to experience all type of things, but a negative end, there's some things you have to battle and like, man, this is a way that I see. And I, I don't know if that necessarily goes with what God is saying and yeah, what God good. is um, teaching us. So um, it's just giving you confidence. Like, Hey, yeah, there's some things you're going to see that are not different. They're not going to line up with what you know. Um, but you can still be bold and firm knowing that, hey, what God says is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just to add on what you were saying earlier about how the Holy Spirit will show us things. Um, one thing I've learned is God doesn't speak to us and condemn us. He only mm-hmm. convicts us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the difference that we have. Um, because I used to think um, I would hear some conviction from God. Right. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I will also later on hear condemnation from the enemy. And it was so loud that I would listen to it and believe it. Oh, wow. That's good. And so um, I found myself listening to that condemnation more because in the back of my head, I felt that way about myself. So true. Yes. And so it was it wasn't until I really like found out like I'm loved like mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, like uh, Justin tells us mm-hmm. every yeah. week, like, hey, yeah. you are loved with the same love that the father loves the son. Yeah. And um, just believing that started to make me really listen to that conviction mm-hmm. rather than that condemnation. And conviction is like, for those who don't know, it's simply like God is showing you, hey, this is the way I want you to live. Mm-hmm. Get yourself together. Come on. Mm-hmm. You got it. Mm-hmm. You can do it. You can mm-hmm. do it. And then the condemnation is comes from the enemy. It's like, you're terrible. Right. <laughs> You're a bad person. Right. You don't deserve to be here. And so we see that different thing, um, those different contrasts that we have to kind of battle. Um, and so 
just being that reading those Rom- Romans and, and just understanding like, hey, God wants this certain way, but he wants he talks to me in love about it. Right. And so let's be real. No one's perfect. We all have these battles and there's mm-hmm. things that um and there's no big sin. There's no little sin. Mm-hmm. Um, and we often kind of categorize sin like you're that's the best, worst sin ever. This is it's OK. Sin It's a little. Um, but the truth is, we all have sin mm-hmm. and we all have things we have to battle with. And the truth about it is also is that God wants to deal with it for us. So and good. so um, that's kind of what what Romans has been teaching me, that God is dealing with us um, and he's got us on the wheel, the potter's wheel. And he's trying to change and mold us. But it's uncomfortable sometimes being molded and changed sure. to what a lot of times we've known all our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because, you know, we learned it from our parents or our even uh, coaches or mm-hmm. other teammates, whatever it may be. Doesn't make it right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Romans has been teaching me, Hey, it's okay for God to change me. So let him mm-hmm. and, and let him love on me because mm-hmm. his changing is his way of showing his love for mm-hmm. us. So that's kind of what I've been in, just going, jumping so in good. and out and everywhere. So, yeah. so good. I have to, I just have to come back to this. This is such a good conversation that this is totally off script, but the difference between condemnation and conviction and you explain that so well. And some other thoughts that were coming as you were talking about condemnation is that oftentimes I've noticed if the enemy's trying to use condemnation, that he oftentimes is using it to try to change, like make it about my identity, yes. like that you are mm-hmm. fill in the blank. Well, God, he set, he establishes our identity in Christ. And so conviction is going to just continue to lead me to that identity in Christ. It's not going to tell me that I'm, you know, terrible. Like it's right. going, it, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's moving me yeah. forward. It's not moving me backward. And I, and it, you're right that sometimes condemnation can be so loud. And if we speak to our, if we have that kind of self-talk to ourselves, it's going to be easier to believe that voice than this other voice that's kind. Like, I think that sometimes with repentance, when we talk about how God's kindest kindness leads us to repentance, it can almost sound like, well, that's too soft. Like you right. get yourself together. But here's the deal. When I've experienced the love of the Lord and con- and conviction, it's not that he just, you know, pats me on the back and says, oh, it's okay. You'll get it next time. Like he cares enough to tell me where the pain is coming from, where the hurt is coming yeah. from, where maybe the sin is coming from, whatever it may be, because he is more dedicated to me becoming like him than even I am. Right. right? So he's yeah. leading me that way. And so I don't have to be scared of his conviction, you know, and I know that I, I dealt with a lot of guilt when I first came to Christ, um, as a, as a young person. And so I just feel guilty a lot, but it was that voice of condemnation. And it also changed for me when I began to let myself believe I'm loved that then it was like, Oh, conviction's actually a good thing. First of all. And second it's leading me somewhere. It's not just pushing me back and like treating me like I'm some disappointment. So I just am so thankful that you brought that up because I think that's really important um, to help um, us grow in that distinction, but also those who are listening. So, yeah. And I want to add something. Um, yeah. uh, it was in Exodus uh, talking about like Moses when he was. So Moses had killed someone. Right. Yeah. So he's deemed a murderer. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he runs away and then he encounters God mm-hmm. and he, he comes in a burning bush. Mm-hmm. And what what gets me about this story is what God told Moses. Right. Mm-hmm. So Moses is coming. He hears this burning bush calling like Moses. And then he told he tells Moses, he said, takes off your take off your shoes. This is holy ground. Mm-hmm. And that moment spoke to me because 
he still he allowed Moses Moses to come on to holy ground mm-hmm. after he had killed someone. Mm-hmm. The only thing God deemed dirty from Moses was his shoes. Mm. So like that's crazy yeah. to me, right? Yeah. So it's like how we often come to God. It's like yeah, the only thing I see dirty on you is your shoes. Like I, you. He saw Moses for what he was going to make him. Yes, like he, so he saw Moses as the one who parted the Red Sea. Like he saw yeah. that Moses. And we oftentimes see the old Jeremiah or right. the old us, but God already sees who he's made us to be really like. Right. So I think that's often, uh, that's awesome to realize like, Hey, when he talks to us, he sees that version of us, yes. like the one who were fully fulfilled in him. So yes. um, I think if we realize that that's who he's talking to, we're oftentimes just run. That's why we can run boldly to his to right. the to throne of grace. Right? right. Because he sees us as that, not the one who we often see us or the world may see us, but that that one that's already been made um, new in him. So I thought that was a cool. Oh, so um, good. Thing. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much, Jeremiah. This has been such a great conversation. And I know in the last episode, we talked about how people can connect with you. But can you remind our listeners, maybe this is the first podcast they've listened to, just how they can connect with you or keep up uh, with what's going on in your world um, on your social media or anything? Absolutely. So, yeah, my Instagram is underscore Jeremiah Pierce underscore. Definitely uh, shoot me a follow. um, Check me out. um, And then I'll definitely be able to follow you back. So thanks y'all for um, joining and listening to us. Yeah, so we're going to have one more conversation with Jeremiah in the next episode. And this might get a little spicy because it's going to talk a little bit more about, you know, we talked about how we can experience God through, um, you know, he mentioned worship. Um, I like to experience God just as I move. So like I like to run and so just things like that and working out. Um, So anyways, we'll see what we get into on the next episode. But we're going to talk more about encounter and how we see God in our day to day that might be a little bit more outside the box than maybe we're used to. So thanks, Jeremiah, for coming on for this episode. And we look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for listening to the Created to Be podcast. To learn more about Mississippi State FCA, visit www.msufca.org and follow us on Instagram at FCA underscore. If you would like to become a financial partner, visit www.fca.org slash donate to sow into the work God is doing through FCA at Mississippi State.